0: Whatever you do, don't fall
1: asleep. I tell you what, Mary, that extra hour in bed was completely pointless because I've not slept since about October the 12th.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Has it been a horror of a week for you, Matt?
1: I've been through hell. (laughs) And a disclaimer I cannot be held responsible for any of the language that I use in this episode. It's Halloween. It is. Uh, I
0: don't know if everybody else will be quite as big a horror nut as as you. Kind of I am. Well, not a horror, nut, <laughs> but just Halloween in general. Just everything about it. I love the mm. decorations and the movies and the atmosphere, and I love all that. Mm. So I that, that was in my element for this. Now tell us how this is going to go, Matt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all rooted in the fact, really, that we're we're just so different. Because um, there's so much that I hadn't seen from the horror world. Yeah, the horror not genre. Really, a horror
0: fan are you, Matt? Really? <laughs>
1: I, it's not that I don't like them. It's just the end, and I go, yeah. Okay. You don't
0: gravitate towards them. I think no, that's,
1: that's definitely it. true. Um, whereas you watch <laughs> yeah. them on an annual basis, by yes. most of them, um, <laughs> and you and you revel in it. You know, mm. you bathe within the horror. <laughs>
0: That makes me sound really weird. <laughs>
1: uh, so we knew we had a lot of films, really, that we had to fit in. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be almost a rapid fire episode mm-hmm. comprised of micro reviews, basically, from all sorts of different categories. Um, so you're going to be covering a lot of family favourites to classic horror to adult horror. Um, and I'm just covering everything that was on my watch because <laughs> I haven't seen but it you've before. you never seen. Absolutely. So we've got
0: eight movies each. 16 movies in total, and we hope this will be 16 Halloween recommendations Mm. for the little kids all the way up to like really great horror movies for fans. So Mm -hmm. let's just give them a little bit of a background. (laughs) Um, So as we've said, Matt's not really a horror aficionado let's say um, <laughs> so m- most if not everything am I right in saying you had not oh, yeah. seen before
1: no I've not seen any of these yeah so um. this is a
0: first time watch for, for Matt so which makes this an extremely interesting episode and I have not heard any of his reviews I don't know how he's <laughs> felt about these so this is going to be interesting um. for me
1: you can tell by my nervous laughter. Mm, how yeah, <laughs> this is we'll go. say uh,
0: that we may not see eye to eye at the end of this.
1: <laughs> but the the thing is, a lot of people don't watch horror films because they, well, they will say that they just can't cope. You know, it's just that it's too much. But for me, it's not necessarily that I don't watch them because I'm scared I'm going to be scared of them. It's just. I don't always find them that clever. as a genre. Always, yeah, I think some have just been absolutely some standouts in the last couple of years. I think Us and Get Out and Hereditary and It, it Follows, things like that have actually pushed the conceptual side. Mm. So I have enjoyed those a lot more. But this list is some of the biggest names on the, on the list yeah. of horror films, really. Um, I don't know how I've gotten away with it, really, for so yeah, long. Neither
0: do I, really. I'm glad that we did it because mm. at least you've now ticked them off your list.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. you, on the other hand, could probably quote half of them, if not all of them.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, probably at least half, yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I've come from the complete other angle. Um, I haven't watched that many horrors, actually, this year. Um, I just haven't mm. been in the mood. So for me, I have gone down more of a like family-friendly route, so the animations and just the ones mm. that I've watched as a kid that I grew up with that I've watched 15 times – They were the kind of ones that I was wanting to watch. Some of Mm -hmm. them I haven't seen for a couple of years
1: or or more. Really making use of your Disney Plus (laughs) subscription.
0: Do you know what I have for some of them? So for me, I've had a a wonderful time, Um, as opposed to you. It's been a mixed
1: bag. A A mixed mixed bag. bag, But I guess we'll find out.
0: (laughs) We will. I'm very interested.
1: We've got eight different categories Mm -hmm. um so do you want to kick us off with your first one yes here we go rapid fire recommendations go
0: my first category is adult horror Uh, and this is pretty much the only horror you're going to get from me so you know (laughs) enjoy it so the first one is i'm going to start with my absolute favorite horror movie uh, which is poltergeist from 1982 Mm -hmm. so the premise of this movie is basically You meet this lovely suburban American family and they live in this estate, I would say, of all these houses and and they are one of the first to have lived in this house. And they have three kids, a teenager, uh, a young boy who is an absolute wimp, just putting it down there right (laughs) now he is. Um, And then they've got the youngest, um, Carol Ann, who's five and right from the very beginning something's not quite right she's talking to the static on the telly if you're old enough you'll remember that the channels didn't actually always carry on all the way through the night they used to stop and they would just be static Mm. um and she's talking to the static um and it kind of goes on from there and and it seems quite interesting at first the chairs are moving and it's like oh this is quite you know fun Um, And then it's not so fun and Caroline is taken within the house. She can still be heard, but she's not there. She's been taken by something and Mm -hmm. the family have to try and get her back. That's the premise of the movie, basically. Mm -hmm. Now, this movie has Toby Hooper's name on it. He's the director. But there's controversy that it might have been Steven Spielberg who did the majority of the movie.
1: It reeks of Steven Spielberg. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it has his name all over it. It Mm. is just so him. And I I really do think it probably was him. It's just his complete style. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not an out-and-out scare. It really isn't. But it's got some really great moments. So for me, the defining features of, of this with a cast... The cast is, mm-hmm. it, they really feel like a family. You know, the couple feels mm. real. They feel like they've lived in these characters for ages. Um, and then also the house itself, it's so mm-hmm. kind of cozy. It's like a, an American home. It's got posters of Star Wars on the wall and it, it just feels real. So you're in that setting. Um, my highlight moment for me, I think, is when it all kind of starts to come to a head. I love when they, they get in um, this lady. <laughs> it's, it's I've got to tell you what she looks like. She's about, um, I don't know, two. three foot two. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very, very small lady. She sounds mm. like Lisa Simpson. Mm, uh, she's nice called Tangina and mm-hmm. she is a medium and she comes into the house. And my favourite moment, and it's not big, it's very very subtle really. It's her coming to the house and yeah. walking around it and telling them what she feels.
1: Everything from then onwards, it got much better for me.
0: Um so that's my highlight moment. So that's poltergeist. I mm-hmm. really, really recommend it because it's it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I ranked it at the bottom. <laughs>
0: you ranked it at the bottom. Yeah, I know you weren't I know you I'm weren't glad she got
1: taken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I know you weren't a fan of Caroline at mm. all.
1: Not at all. No.
0: no. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, my, my second adult horror um, is the film I watch every Halloween without fail. Mm. I watch it on Halloween night and that's The Exorcist
1: lovely
0: <laughs> i just think uh, this movie is again horrors from years ago the classic movies um mm. they don't really have the same effect on people of of our generation and after because we're just desensitized really. to to yeah. the, the, you know what we've seen now is just so much more vivid and there's so much more to mm-hmm. it that this keep it i'm not saying boring but it doesn't have the same effect mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm that's what you mean.
0: Yeah, so it's not scary in that sense. However, it has such an atmosphere,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: especially as, as it builds and and um, I should say the exist if you don't know. Um, it centers on a an actress who's working in Washington, um, and she's got a daughter staying with her, and they're renting this house, um, and. The Daughter's been messing with a Ouija board. Why you have a Ouija board in a house with a child, I will Idiot. never know. <laughs> Absolute idiots. So anyway, she's been messing with a Ouija board. Obviously, bad things happen. Um, mm. And she gets possessed by none other than the devil himself. Unbelievable. So they have to get um, help. So a lot of the film, and I've just read the book as well, and an unbelievable amount of the book, it's all um, trying to find out what's wrong with her. The fact yeah. that, that that she's possessed is is not something that they come to quickly. Mm. Um, so a lot of the film it doesn't really get to that part until God ages into the movie. You're like thinking, you know, where's all this stuff? It's very very slow burn. It builds mm. and builds and builds as you start to see little things and you notice that things are wrong and she's starting to change a little bit. And I have to say, for me the actor who plays um, Father Karras, because I've never, ever seen him in anything else. But he's absolutely brilliant. He was called Jason Miller. Oh, okay. He is an absolutely amazing feature of this movie for me. Um, I also Mm -hmm. think Ellen Burstyn as well, playing the mother, Chris Mm, McNeil. She's brilliant. And the cast, Linda Blair as Reagan. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody knows Linda Blair's name because... You know, she's of her Linda Blair and that's it. Turning just, head. <laughs> literally just for the exorcist. Yeah. Now, the moment for me, my highlight moment, has got to be when he goes into the room for the first time mm. and he talks to the devil. It's it's chilling.
1: It's quite disturbing, isn't it, really? It, it, usually when when a child's involved in a horror film, even if they're possessed, it's still just in the realm of them being a child still. Does that make sense? But yeah, she literally had her body like
0: violated,
1: violated, violated. Is, yeah, absolutely the right word. It's I mean, very it's disturbing to the
0: point that they actually didn't use her for some of the scenes. They used an yeah. adult double because it was just too much uh, for a, a young surprised. teen to to be able to handle or, or want to subject to.
1: Yeah. I mean, no crucifix should go in those orifices. I'm sorry. No,
0: no, no not at all. So this, <laughs> I, I would do absolutely it. <laughs> recommend for Halloween night. Yes. I would put this on. It is one to watch in the dark with the candles on. It's it really is creepy, um, brilliant mm-hmm. movie. So that's my two adult horrors, and it all gets nice and friendlier
1: from there. <laughs> not for me. You spoke about atmospheric, slow burners. That's the title of my first category, and there's some massive names already in here. So the first film is Halloween, the original Halloween from mm-hmm. 1978. I watched it today, and I originally had it in a different category, but after watching <laughs> it, my God, it is the slowest burner of them all. It's not in, in a bad way. It's definitely atmospheric, um, but in the sense of not really much happening, I suppose. Yeah. I wouldn't say you got a massive payoff for the time that you invest in it, no one dies for about an hour and no one discovers a body until 15 minutes before the end. Um, but that's not, like I said, it's not a bad thing. Mm. Um, everyone knows the story. I'm not going to cover the stories of these. They're so, so well known. Um, but what I really loved about this was the um, representation, I suppose, of Michael Myers, mm-hmm. Um Initially, you start with just point of view shots, like looking through windows or through the eye holes in his mask. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a little bit later, you start to see him sort of stepping into frame or you'll be looking over his shoulder or you see him from the neck down. So we're teased a little bit more. And then you start seeing it from uh, Laurie's perspective, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Um, He's across the street at a distance or he's behind a bush or he's looking up at her window.
0: Mm. She's brilliant as well.
1: She she looks about 40 years old in this,
0: though. (laughs) It's her first role.
1: <laughs> I think right. she was
0: nineteen She's, when she made this.
1: I think it's the cardigan's age from all of it. Um I thought why are all these babysitters like in college at four years old? I don't know. Um so what you find yourself doing is looking in the background of all the shots to see yeah. if his face turns up because there's moments where he's there and then yeah, the camera moves away slightly. Mm-hmm. When it comes back he's gone. Love that. But the scariest thing about him and about the film really is just he's a blank, vacant figure, really. Mm. You
0: get nothing from him.
1: Exactly. A, you've got his mask, so he's completely faceless. He doesn't really seem to have a motive. No. Uh, If he has one, I'd like to know. Um, He doesn't have a voice, but we do hear his breathing, which is really unsettling. And sometimes that's how you know he's nearby. Um, So, yeah, it's a fantastic character, despite being a lack of character at the same time. And then the last thing I just want to mention is the music. Mm. Can't quite pin down why it's so creepy. And I think it's probably just because it's so simplistic. Um, yeah. And it's an unusual combination of instruments. You've got the, obviously, the repeating piano. yeah. But then you've got this like, like a rapid stopwatch-like sound and these electronic. The
0: fact that John Carpenter made himself as well is mm. I think I always find that absolutely amazing because he just he, he authored this entire thing. He wrote the script. He made the film. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote the music. It's like completely his.
1: Yeah, and then just to, to round off for each of mine, I've put together what the moral of the story, because I'm coming at it from the first time. I have mm-hmm. to take something away. Um, the moral of this story is babysitting. It's not worth the money. Um <laughs> And stop throwing that knife away. (laughs) Stop dropping it. Exactly. Um, So if you enjoy being stalked, you'll love this. (laughs) Um, Which is a nice segue, really, onto film number two, Friday the 13th.
0: I haven't seen this. Oh, have you not? No,
1: I've I've only seen clips of. Well, I'll just say there's a reason I've grouped these two together. (laughs) Because if you enjoy being stalked, you'll love this. (laughs) Um, What I liked about this, first of all, is that Uh, Before you even got to the main setting, this camp, Crystal Lake, it's like a summer camp with lots of cabins and um, stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, you hear from the residents of this um, very remote town that it's jinxed and it's cursed, and then you've got Ralph, the town lunatic, basically saying (laughs) that, you know, you're doomed.
0: (laughs) Are, are there actually kids in the camp then? Because I'm all no. of the people are older. Are they just staying there?
1: <laughs> they're like setting it up. It's been out of use for a while and the man's sort of re-establishing ah, the right, camp. Okay. And these are the counsellors that have been brought in and they're making the final preparations and stuff.
0: I'm guessing they didn't go ahead with it afterwards then.
1: Uh, well, I won't spoil anything. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but because there was a drowning in the past, a little boy called Jason drowned. There were some murders the year after and then there were some fires the year after. Uh, the culprit was never found so in a way we don't fully understand what's happened in the past and in the same way you don't really fully understand what happens at the end of the film either you know is is Jason alive is Jason dead is his mum's involved you know that much
0: yeah she's a bit of a nutter
1: she's a mad yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) to put it bluntly I've seen that bit
1: but what you do get is this sense of foreboding all the way through. Like the second you get there, your attention's drawn to the fact that there's um, axes and machetes and hammers and bows and arrows and potentially deadly coffee making facilities. Um, and the camera, a bit like with Michael Myers in Halloween, uh, it assumes the point of view of an onlooker. So mm-hmm. it's always looking from the trees and looking through the windows. Yeah. Like, like they stalking watched. them. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, which is exactly what is happening. <laughs> yeah, which is, they um, are being obviously, watched. <laughs> obviously, they start getting hunted down one by one. Obviously. But uh, what I thought was interesting is they don't realise that it's happening mm. until much later on because they're only getting picked off as they leave the main group or the pairings that they're in because they're all going off and having quickies with each other and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and last thing, again, I like to mention the music. Mm -hmm. So there there was parts of this that was very much like Psycho, and a lot Mm -hmm. of these films have very Psycho-esque music, but there was an extra human element here that Mm. just gave it that really sort of disturbing feeling of a man watching you, and it's this... Mm. It's very unsettling.
0: Again, it's well-known. It's such a huge element in a horror movie. I mean, it is in, in any genre, but for horror... It's key. Massive it's part. one of the massive parts of the making of a horror movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so overall, moral of the story, camping is dangerous, kids. Just always be supervised by a responsible adult, preferably not one whose son drowned in the lake that you're going to be swimming in. And just, <laughs> just always listen to the crazy person. They've obviously seen something. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. the atmospheric slow burners.
0: So... My next one is Halloween Staples. So these are ones you must watch at Halloween. I mean, I don't know anybody who's not watching them because they're just, they speak Halloween. So,
1: no, I don't know anyone. (laughs)
0: The first one is a Disney classic. It's a Disney original movie from 1998. It's Halloween Town. It is what it says on the tin. So basically, you've got these kids they live in what would i suppose you could say the muggle world the normal human <laughs> world um the, they don't know uh, you know anything about who they really are and debbie reynolds who is my absolute favorite i've met her um she oh, yeah. plays their grandma and she's a witch um a cromwell witch they're very very you know great and um (laughs) their mother married a human and doesn't want them brought up that way but they end up going to halloween town and there's this big plot to take them back to the dark ages and take over the humans and rule them Mm -hmm. um and they basically end up having to save the day simple as that very Mm -hmm. short about an hour and 20 minutes um but just it's full of color it's lovely it's what a kid who is interested in Halloween, um, would love. Yeah, it's full yeah. of witches and ghouls and ghosts and all sorts of things like that. Um, and it's so great for the family. This is mm-hmm. really suitable for any age. I think five six would be fine with this one. Um, mm-hmm. I know because I was watching it around about that age. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching it for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's just it's brilliant. I think Debbie Reynolds is just stand out, she's, she's just lovely Um, the girl who plays the main character Marnie, she's brilliant in it she brings this real just humanity to it, it's lovely Um, and just the atmosphere I think is what it does for me and I think the defining highlight moment for me is the end um, where they kind of beat the body. when it so ends to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, when they beat the body at the end and I won't go into yeah. it because that would be a spoiler so that's Halloween Town
1: I'll have to check it out
0: definitely must watch, it's on Disney Plus um -hmm. right now and my second one which is even more of a halloween staple for me than halloween town i know how can that be when halloween (laughs) is in the title of the first one um but it's hocus pocus you just don't get any more halloween than hocus pocus it's just
1: i I have seen this one but i can't remember it
0: (laughs) and this this one's more for the i mean don't get me wrong you can watch it from as a kid but this is more for like the teens as you start to Mm -hmm. get to your teens um So you've got a family moved to Salem and it's famous for having the Sanderson sisters who were witches who um, killed children, um, more specifically sucked the life out of them and kept Mm -hmm. themselves young. And there is this black flame candle and they cursed it when they were hung. If a virgin lit the black flame candle, then they (laughs) would be able to come back. And you get this idiot... (laughs) Absolute <laughs> idiot, who's a virgin, of course, lights the candle and they come back. So, oh, you know, it's just a bunch oh. of hocus pocus. No, it's not. Not when you light the candle. No. So no. it then becomes a race to send them back where they came from, basically. Because mm-hmm. if they manage to do that and they get to sunrise, they will turn to dust. Um, oh, so that's that. what they're trying to do, and obviously the witches don't want that to happen, so they're um, trying to find more kids to suck the life out of, basically. And mm-hmm. um, oh this is just—it's brilliant. So key features for me: Bette Midler, Bette Midler, Bette Midler. <laughs> She's oh god, she was just made for this. Mm-hmm. The script is incredible Mm -hmm. it's so full of one-liners and it's like you said i could quote the entire movie because it's so quotable (laughs) there's so many things it's on t-shirts i'm i'm wearing my um glorious morning makes me sick (laughs) top today um it's just yeah so the script is brilliant and um i think the environment where they filmed it i'm not Mm. sure if they were actually in salem I don't know, but just where Mm -hmm. they filmed it and the houses and just the whole thing, it really Mm. sets you up. It's perfect for around autumn and Halloween, perfect. And it's got a belter of a showstopper song in it as well (laughs) because obviously Bettman has to sing, Mm. you know. So that's Hocus Pocus and that's my Halloween staples. You must watch them this week because Halloween's nearly (laughs) done.
1: Or you will die. Sorry, I'm Ooh. trying to sound threatening, but it just comes out camp. <laughs> anyway. Um, so what's your okay.
0: next one then? Uh,
1: the next category is one I invented earlier today. Um, <laughs> it's hybrid hybrid horror movies. So these are ones that um, sort of merge genres together or they kind of subvert your expectations of what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um which is what subverting expectation means. Um, so I'm starting again, first time watch, uh, Scream from 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, first thoughts about this. It's so obviously made for the 90s blockbuster video store era. Oh, yeah. And also around that time, it was, you know, the age of MTV, celebrity mm-hmm. culture, even serial killers could get celebrity status at this time. I mean, it's a very natural born killers era. Mm-hmm. Um but also around that time, films and video games were to blame for you know, youth violence and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So in a way, the film's not a really good counter-argument against any of that. <laughs> um, all you need is a VHS player and a local fancy dress shop, and even you could be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's it's kind of edgy in a way, because the filmmakers must have been going... I wonder how many copycat killings we could make on the back of this. I don't know if there were any, probably. I hope not. (laughs) But overall, the film's just really clever in its sort of meta self-reflexive technique, really.
0: It knows what it is, doesn't it?
1: 100 percent and it knows what it is because it references every other horror film under the sun Mm -hmm. and it exposes their cliches yeah um, in particular things like the rules of surviving a horror movie and things like that so as a result what it's able to do is to either conform to the cliches mock them or just completely subvert them, and I think it does all three, in a way, really well. Um, And that's why the story works, because as one of the characters yells, it's a formula, everyone's a suspect. (laughs) And it's true, because there's red herrings everywhere about who the killer is. At times it's like they're screaming the answer at you, but you, you just can't trust... Mm -hmm. what you're being told yeah and then there'll be times where they bring every single suspect into the same place in fact they do it a few times so you've Mm -hmm. got the boyfriend the friend the policeman the reporter the cameraman the bitch at school you know even her missing father's maybe one of the culprits because he's gone missing obviously Mm -hmm. so you play the game and you you end up looking at the timings of things and what people are wearing or what the voices sounds like and Mm -hmm. yeah one by one you think you can start discounting the suspects but can you don't know moral of the story if your town enforces a lockdown because of a deadly killer don't break the curfew to have a big ass house party you'll probably die um
0: that goes for other um lockdowns as well don't be having exactly. parties
1: i'm glad you picked up on that yeah um overall verdict um it's ironic that it's not really supporting the whole violence and, you know, watching horror film thing. But, I you know, ironically, I felt much better prepared after watching this. So yeah.
0: <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> it did its job.
1: Yeah. And don't watch scary movie first because it ruins it.
0: <laughs> yes. I would say, yeah. yeah, that's probably a no-no.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we're jumping back quite a few decades to the earliest film here. So this is Carrie. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love this. Um, It does not feel like it came out in 1976. It has that sort of timeless Stephen King quality to it, Mm -hmm. which I really love. So Carrie, uh, as a character, she's extremely shy. She doesn't really fit in. And sort of two aspects of her life that we see, there's the school side where she's bullied horrifically. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like...
0: Oh, it's horrendous.
1: Push to the limit kind yeah. of bullying.
0: You actually feel okay for what she does at the end. It's like, go on, Carrie. 100%, yeah. <laughs> you get it. <them>. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting because obviously... She's horrifically bullied right at the beginning because she gets her period in the showers at school and she doesn't know what it is. Her mum's
0: a frigging psychopath.
1: Yeah, so she's this preachy, religious fanatic, i.e. she's God's gift and everyone else is a sinner. Um, mm. So when Carrie gets her period, she beats her with the Bible and bleh, drags her and locks her in the cupboard.
0: I'm assuming she got hers, though. <laughs> so what did she, well, what, well, that's what, it, what yeah. happened when she got hers?
1: <laughs> yeah, and she got pregnant with Carrie... Before marriage as well. So Mm. she hates Carrie because she's a product of sin and she's just projecting all this self loathing onto her. So she's imprisoned in her own house.
0: So basically, she's insane.
1: 100%. And it's because of all this that she then develops these telekinetic Matilda powers that Mm. she can unleash when she's angry.
0: (laughs) This is not like Matilda, guys. Do not let the kids watch (laughs) Carrie. Well,
1: I don't think it's that bad. Lots of boobies at the beginning. Um, I was like, what are these?
0: Um, I was not expecting you to say that
1: oh there's boobies everywhere
0: I was so shocked
1: Um, but uh, you touched on it really that it's a very different film in the sense that the monster isn't the monster at all it's everybody else that did this to her and you Mm -hmm. feel so sorry for her because she's so innocent she's never done a thing wrong so that when you get to the, the sort of the conclusion of the film which is the epic prom scene which I think transcends whether or not you've watched the film um and there's this massive contrast between Carrie actually finally being happy for the first time ever. She looks amazing. Um, a guy actually likes her. She's apparently one prom queen. And then we just watch the whole thing get pulled out from under her feet in a, oh, in a, in a split horrendous. second and all hell breaks loose, but it's spectacular. Um, mm. And yeah, moral of the story, <laughs> Calm as a bitch. <laughs> mm.
0: it's, you, what you just said then is quite interesting. It's very Frankenstein-esque. Like you mm, feel yeah, complete. Um, sympathy for the creature because yeah, it's a she is a product of of other people's making yeah, basically very much like Frankenstein's creature is it's, yeah. it's quite 100%. similar to that.
1: Hmm. So yeah, bullies will get what's coming to them, and Christians. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> but but we need better sex education in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't quite as bad as my school prom. Oh mm. <laughs>
0: wow! Was a really <laughs> bad prom. Yeah. Okay. It's in Bolton. I'm taking (laughs) us right back to um, your early childhood now with spooky animation. Mm. So, obviously, the first thing I'm going to mention is The Nightmare Before Christmas, because, I mean, spooky animation. I mean, is there anything else? (laughs) So, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about, because who's not seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? Halloween, Christmas, Taken Over Christmas. Yeah, it's that Mm -hmm. simple. Um, What's this? Exactly. So um, for me, um, I just, I love the look of this. I mean, Tim Burton owns um, Spooky Animation, basically. He's had The Corpse Bride and Frank and Weenie. And he he owns that part of Halloween, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And the look of this movie, it's just gorgeous. I've always been fascinated with it. I absolutely love it. And clay motion and and using stop motion is is just fantastic. Yeah. I think everything kind of came together with this one. It's like lightning in a bottle. They had an amazing voice cast um, Danny Elfman and Chris Sarandon and Catherine O'Hara. And Mm they just, it's all like brilliant voices. And that kind of really captures everything you want the movie to be. The plot itself is very simple, but really interesting. It's a great premise for a movie, a kid's movie, especially. It's original. Yeah, so original.
1: Sort of Grinchish, but not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the thing about Tim Burton as well is, is his style is completely his own. Um, nothing looks anything like it. Um, yeah. And you know his style immediately.
1: Was this the Henry Selick one as well?
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's it's very much like nothing you'll have seen none of the mm-hmm. creatures none nothing looks like anything else and, and nothing has since um, yeah. and i think that's what really works for it and obviously the other thing is the songs they're just brilliant danny elfman it's just it's full all the way through there's a great score all the way through there's music throughout this there's mm-hmm. rarely a moment without it whether it's the yeah. score or the songs um and my highlight moment of this is um what's this I absolutely love <laughs> yeah. that scene. Um, I really do love it. So, so that's it. That's that's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Cannot recommend it enough. My second one, again, Tim Burton, because there isn't really anybody else you can go to, um, <laughs> and that's Frank and Weenie, um, which I rewatched this year. I have only seen it, I think, once or twice before that, and it's it's a gorgeous film. It's on Disney Plus at the moment, so you can check it out now. Um, and this is. Based on the Frankenstein story, um, mm. but with a, a boy and his dog. So his, his dog dies in an accident and um, he brings his dog back to life, basically. And then the story mm-hmm. goes from there. It's so clever, this movie. It's, it's based on a short that he made at Disney in the, I think it might have been the 80s. Um, before he got fired from Disney, that's <laughs> so right. Yeah, we didn't did mention this. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, yeah, so I'd have made him crawl me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, oh, yeah, you want so, Frank and
1: Weenie now, don't you? Yes.
0: <laughs> so this it's so clever because it's very classic horror, and I'm talking like Universal horror, Frankenstein, Dracula. Mm. So all of the elements that we know so well from classic horror, you see them throughout the movie, like yeah. little touches here and there you're like ah yes that's so and so and that's so and so um Mm. and it's it's just brilliantly done brilliantly done gorgeous black and white um feels old school even though Mm. you know it's it was made this century you wouldn't know it uh it's absolutely brilliant and i think the standout moment for me would have to be um that, i don't want to really spoil it but there's no other way of saying it when they bring him back right. the second time
1: <laughs> uh-huh. towards oh, okay. the
0: end um that's i think that's that's a really kind of great moment very moving um and that's spooky animation seen that one
1: I'll yeah i'd give it one, a go think, i'd give it a go and yeah.
0: look at all like kind of the classic cliches so i suppose you could call yeah. them the references well, yeah, yeah.
1: i've cried across the board really like the horror. I've never, I mean, I didn't know this so much because I hadn't seen them, but mm-hmm. I, I knew they referenced each other and they paid homage to each other, but yeah. not to this extent. Like, yeah,
0: it's, no other genre does it. No other genre does it anything like this, but no. that's almost the fun. That's why you watch horror. You know that it's predictable. Mm, you know what's coming. It. It's But it's it's fun to see those things, and that's kind of what Scream builds on, why Scream's so popular, because everything that you find fun about a horror movie, you're going to get, mm. you know, and that's why you go. That's why people go back again and again.
1: Hmm. I see. So I give that's that a one a go. That's a good point. Okay. On to you. Right, next is a category that you can tell I just made up out of the bloke. Um, <laughs> practical effects was the um, was the link here, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Um, before I get onto the practical effects... Um, I've got to say, I love the idea of the concept of this. Yes. Don't fall asleep because you know that you can't stay awake forever. Sooner or later, you are going to have to face Freddy, not Freddy Mercury, Freddy Krueger. Um,
0: <laughs> I'd prefer Freddy Mercury if it well, was I an option. Well, I just
1: Freddy and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's parts where you're sort of tricked as well because is the character asleep? are they awake are they dreaming Mm -hmm. are they daydreaming at one point um especially when dream and reality start to blur like people are getting scratches and burns and you think "Oh god i actually don't know anymore so i quite like that threat that there's something real within the dream and something dream within the real i know what i mean so special effects and practical effects Things like um, I think her name was Tina. Her death at the beginning, and she's like up the walls and on the ceiling, mm. and then you yeah. know just covered in blood and it's all writhing around. I think for the time that was really really convincing. And then uh, Johnny Depp, his first role, um, mm. he has a similar bed death. Um, he gets sucked down into his and then bloody erupts out like a volcano onto the ceiling. Is it? Can,
0: really, I, can so I just tell you a really funny story about how he got mm-hmm. cast? Oh. So basically, they didn't know who to cast and they put the pictures of of these few that they were considering in front of the daughters of the, oh, wow. of the filmmakers. And they went, that one. <laughs> <laughs> he was the most gorgeous one. He'll look
1: good in tight pants.
0: <laughs> so they picked him based on what the daughters said.
1: Oh, really? Which I always thought was really funny. That. And look where he is now. Mm. Well, maybe not. Wow. <laughs> Isn't it is funny when I'm turning mad. Um <laughs> So yeah, um, other practical effects. Um, Freddy appears at some point from behind a very thin tree. Um, he walks through some jail cell bars. He bends walls. He removes his own face at some point. It's all quite tame, really, compared to what you would get nowadays. But it's suitably effective here, especially because it's meant to feel dreamlike. Uh, but some of the effects surprised me how how good they were and how well they were pulled off, and they actually surprised me um but yeah as an overall thing looking wider than the practical effects um i'd say the number of decent scares in this film are probably outweighed by the predictability and the campness really
0: yeah i think half of it's the fun isn't it in this one it's not necessarily yeah. going for the out and out scare
1: no but it's always hard to tell mm. sometimes i'm not sure but that yeah there was lots of um horror movie running you yeah
0: know. it always is kind of a horror movie with no running <laughs>
1: And then Freddy Krueger, although he is is quite scary, I suppose, but his only objective is to, you know, he just shouts, I'm going to get you, and that's not necessarily terrifying. (laughs) You know, if you're going to get her, get her. Come on. it's more the idea, I think, that you can't escape the dreams. So moral of the story, if you're going to run away, actually run. Don't do this half-assed jog, flapping your arms about. And, yeah, I enjoyed it as much as my last visit to the dentist, and let's just say I haven't been back there since. So... (laughs) Um, a little underwhelming, but I'm glad I've seen what the fuss is all about. Uh, I'm sure so it's scary at the time. So you not be watching the sequels. Probably not. I can't imagine they'll get better.
0: Mm, probably not. <laughs> I haven't seen them, so I can't. I can't comment. Yeah.
1: Well, I highly recommend not watching the first one. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It's good. And then next is the thing for slightly earlier 1982, um, or as I call it, Alien on Ice. <laughs> 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 uh, same basic premise as Alien single isolated locations, this is like a scientific research base thing in Antarctica, and then there's a crew of scientific colleagues who are all picked off one by one by an alien being that was discovered under the ice. Now, I think an element in this that some of the other films are lacking is this mystery. Um, I think it elevates what a horror film can be. So here the characters have to work out what the thing is, where it came from, and what it's capable of in order to stop it. Again, it's quite like Alien. But there's also an added extra threat that if it escapes, it can spread throughout the human population. You know, the whole world would be infected within less than three years or something. And on top of that, because the creature mimics the biology of whoever it infects, it means that the crew can't trust one another. It blends in. So they start becoming quite divided, taking sides and turning on each other. So I thought there was an extra added element there of like looking at human nature and how bit like with lifeboat in hitchcock Mm -hmm. you know how people react when you're stuck together and you don't trust anyone in terms of practical effects uh this is great really um like alien i'm gonna keep saying that all these alien human animal hybrids and transformations they're quite gross and biological looking um which makes them i guess quite realistic even though they're completely unrealistic quite a clever balance to get um, yeah, and just watching something like a man turn into something completely other is quite disturbing. Uh, um, but yeah, moral of the story is, <laughs> we can't let the polar ice caps melt. <laughs> Fuck knows what's under there. We <laughs> really enjoyed it.
0: I, I don't remember a lot of the film, Um, I'll be honest. Uh, but the thing that stood, stands out, and I, I have not forgot it, is um the blood testing scene. That yeah, was very good. so well done. Mm. I, it just built intention yeah. you were just waiting and waiting
1: it's the Poirot moment at the end of yeah. who done it I it suppose. was great I yeah. really
0: really liked that scene I thought it was probably the best in the film it really stood out for me
1: mm-hmm. no I agree actually felt bad for the dogs and I'm going to get oh, on yeah. dogs dying in these films stop it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no don't hurt the animals kill as many people as you like but leave <laughs> okay, the animals take the alone children. take the children <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway. So my last section is family favourites. Um so this could be any family, any or <laughs> it could be my family specifically, because I know that we watch these a lot um growing up. Uh-huh. Um so I'm gonna start with um Casper actually because I wanna save my favourite till last. Mm-hmm. Um so Casper came out in the nineties, um, very nineties um disney-esque kind of movie i don't think it was disney who made it but it's got that I feel to it, it had uh, christina ritchie who um mm. was big in the 90s she was a big yeah. child star it also had um bill pullman in it um so you had that kind of regarded actor highly regarded actor um yep. and casper who it was just it was so well done i think it was based mm. on was I've it comics casper was. was a comic was it or I don't a cartoon know. or something um, and this was the first live action um making of it um mm. and it's just it's a great family movie it's uh, it goes into a little bit more detail in the movie how casper became casper mm.
1: um and those three extra ghosts the yes, cousins his uncles aren't they? They? His uncles, uncles. That's yeah. The one.
0: <laughs> um I can't remember the names of them now. No. It's like I think it's like <laughs> Stinky's definitely one, an old one. <laughs> one. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um one of them's called Stinky, definitely. Yeah. Um and then you've got
1: Lard and something.
0: <laughs> Stretch, stinky, and fatso.
1: That's it. Not, not Lard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the names of his so... uncles. Um, disgusting uncles who are mm. terrible and all Casper really wants is a friend and Christina mm-hmm. which she moves into this old haunted house and basically the father's sort of a kind of medium-ish well it's not even yeah. a medium he's kind of like, like trying a... to he's a doctor trying to help people but really he's chasing after the ghost of his wife who died and he's moved to this big haunted house and mm-hmm. um it all goes from there but i just I, I can't even highlight why i like this so much it's just it's just one of those pure 90s family movies that's just yeah. it's just great
1: it's one of the ones i'd seen in fact i watched it not long ago cuz i was hoovering my room um, with the handheld <laughs> hoover which is <laughs> yeah well i thought i'll put it on and it just sort of stayed on afterwards. I just kept it on because I remembered it. I was remembering it.
0: Yeah, I think most family 90s kids films, you would mm. s- just keep watching, I think. They have that yeah. element to them that's really great. Um, so I'd really recommend it. it like, for, It's suitable for kids of, of uh, any age, really, I would say. Mm-hmm. Six, six plus. Because um, there's <laughs> nothing really, any, anything in it that's remotely bad. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd say this is this is a great one to watch. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not available anywhere. So I, was, I had uh-huh. to watch my DVD. <laughs> it's no. not on any of them, which is terrible. It's come up to Halloween and Amazon, Netflix, or Disney Plus don't have Casper. It's terrible. That's you want to do something criminal. about that. Yeah. Absolutely. i uh, save my favourite to last because um, <laughs> this film is just – I just absolutely love it. It's part of me, this movie, uh, and it's mm-hmm. The Adams Family. Absolutely. I adore this movie. Yes, I heard the clicks.
1: I did the clicks.
0: It is just There's they've done it multiple times. It's been done on TV. There's been movies. There's been animated movies. There's obviously just been an animated movie last year.
1: Yeah, have but I've nothing
0: it. captures it quite the same as the 1991 movie does.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: none of them mm-hmm. have matched it in, in my opinion, because yeah. it is perfectly cast. And it's, it's another one of those, it's a bit like The Witches, funnily enough, which I will be watching tomorrow. I would have watched it tonight, Ooh, yes. but we're recording this because it's just <laughs> come out on Netflix. Irregular schedule like, like, this week. <laughs> yes, yes. It's um, a little bit like The Witches, um, the 90s version. Um, yeah. In the fact that it's grown up, it's not playing down to children. Mm. They're just playing it straight, which yeah. is what The Witches does pretty much. I think that's one of my key features for, for the Adams Family is that it's played completely straight. Mm. And that's what works. It's perfectly cast. The cast is brilliant. Christopher Lloyd and, and Angelica Houston, Christina Rich is cool. in this one yeah. as well. Um, and it's brilliant. I love them. But for me, it's the script. So just mm-hmm. like the lines in this, what makes it so funny is the fact that it's the opposite of what normal is so yeah, for instance just yeah. as an example um please pass the salt and morticia says what do we say and Wednesday she goes now
1: now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh. you know stuff
0: like that it's you know hilariously funny it's the opposite of what you would expect
1: yeah but they react normally
0: yeah it's it's very very funny um mm-hmm like the children trying to electrocute each other and the scene where where Wednesday walks out with this knife for Pugsley and yeah. Morty's just like, is that for your brother? And she goes, yes. She goes, no. And she hands her this massive cleaver-like axe. <laughs> like instead, and you're thinking, normal parent would be like, no, do not have yeah. sharp things. And she's like, Yes. <laughs> you know it's it's brilliantly done, and so like it's I say, it's, it's played straight, and that's why it works. So I absolutely recommend it. It's hilarious, brilliant. Gotta uh, watch that one. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <The> last <laughs> sec- Sorry. Oh dear. Um, okay. Last section. The scariest section. Mm-hmm. Left to last. Uh, this is just contemporary favourites, not necessarily my favourites, but ones that I know we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time uh they kept brought up a lot uh the first one is the babadook from babadook babadook from mm. 2014
0: is god is it that far away 2014 jesus
1: unless i've written it wrong
0: <laughs> no no you're right but I think god, that's gone quick
1: <laughs> uh first thing that struck me uh, australian sort of indie horror film I, d- mm. I didn't know so that was that was a nice surprise yeah. it was different and then i guess uh, it sort of sounds bad but it's good uh, we're so used to having a man present in the story to sort of save mm-hmm. the situation yeah yeah that it's, it's another reason why this feels different because it's the single mum and, and her son yeah um but the annoying theme of annoying children is still present here he needs a slap oh um, he's so
0: weird i didn't understand whether he was supposed to be like that
1: or i don't not know. i just don't know well all that aside, <laughs> some great artistic <laughs> choices. I, I really like the style of this more than anything. Yeah. Um, especially with the sound and, and leading up to say you know, the first half of the film, because mm-hmm. it's hypersensitive. Um, the shot will cut away to something that's loud. So rather than giving you a jump scare, it gives you more of a just like a sonic wake up call. <laughs> so mm. It's hard to describe. There's probably a word for it, but um, it, it keeps you unsettled because every time you think you're safe nothing's mm. actually happening to make you unsafe yeah. but the filmmaking makes you feel it's unnerving uneasy. very unnerving yeah even when nothing else is happening you, it's just setting you up for what's going to happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i've also written here that there was some cool slow and fast motion moments but i couldn't tell you what they were so <laughs> um but yeah I, I really liked at the end of the day that it was a play on grief and trauma and ptsd and yeah, sleep deprivation
0: it's very much psychological than than just horror
1: than anything else yeah mm. Um and in the end sort of the demons in the house were her demons, if that makes yeah. sense. I quite like that.
0: I remember being a little bit disappointed in this because Yes, I also wrote that word. <laughs> um, because I the look of the like the book and, and the, yeah. the style of that, I wanted more of that. And it Mm. turned out to be more like this kind of normal suburban looking house. And it just kind of, it didn't have that element I was expecting from the look of what the book and and the character looked like. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, It's it's almost exactly what I wrote. I said, yeah, overall, I'm not sure if it was exactly what I expected. From the outside, you'd expect you'd see more of the Babadook uh, as the character in the book. Uh, Mm. But in the end, it's not really about a haunted book it's not even really about a haunted house it's not really a creature it's not really a possession it's the
0: woman's issues really i I think
1: while it's great to have that underlying subtext which was really clever Mm -hmm. the surface stuff kind of needed to organize itself a bit more and decide what it was going to be because every time they superseded say the book with the i don't know the possession or the possession Mm -hmm. with something else i I stopped caring about each one as it as it went along yeah because it was shifting too much but it's a shame really because the first half when nothing was happening was absolutely petrifying um so moral of the story is if in doubt put them in an orphanage and stop <laughs> killing <laughs> and stop killing dogs <laughs> um, about the dog. but yeah i think i maybe missed a little bit in the middle because i lost consciousness but overall <laughs> i nah, it was really good really it was good really but it hurt my heart
0: now I'm really interested in this last one because this is, <laughs> yeah. from the 20th century, this is my favourite horror movie that's come out.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree.
0: So go on. Uh, what are we What are we talking about? Uh,
1: this is The Conjuring from 2013. Uh, based on a true story that probably mm. never happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big turn off for me in horror films. Don't tell me that. No, it's not.
0: Well, you don't know.
1: I, I, no, I do. And <laughs> <laughs> literally you're just setting people like me up to just be more skeptical than 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 trying to actually absorb me in what you're going to show me don't bother telling me it's a true story let me decide whether or not i think it's realistic <laughs> enough um that was point one um but i thought i've got some good points in here actually um god they're really trying to make paranormal investigation cool you know they were mm. like superheroes like, what do people <laughs> call you well some people call us demonologists some people call us ghost hunters we just call ourselves Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad X Factor. I really um, <laughs> want to
0: read their book. They have a book. I, I really <laughs> they... want to read it.
1: Yeah, quite good. I just thought they're almost like little mini celebrities because yeah. In all fairness to the film, it's set in a period that I really like. It's at a time when all these new scientific and electronic devices and techniques mm-hmm. were being popularized. And
0: it was was it the late sixties or, or early seventies? Was it? I think
1: it, it was seventy one. Seventy,
0: yeah.
1: But it reminded me of that series Mindhunter when psychoanalyzing criminals was getting popular and that was a new trend. It reminded me a bit of that.
0: It was very well cast, I think, those two.
1: Yeah. They looked a little bit modern. Mm. Like, you know, really perfect Hollywood 21st century teeth and stuff. But I (laughs) don't
0: think they can help that, though. (laughs) Makeup. Unless they want to (laughs) change their teeth. (laughs) Yeah. No, too white. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this was this was directed by James Wan, wasn't it? Who it previously was, yeah. did a lot of the producing of very similar stuff. Um, he did manage, I will say, to bundle all the cliches in. So we've got creaking doors, <laughs> slamming doors, knocking doors, rocking chairs, bruises, giggling dead dogs. Please stop killing the dogs. Uh, wardrobes, <laughs> picture frames, smelly demons. Smelly <laughs> demons is that a thing?
0: Yes, it's the smell.
1: Favorite line in the film was when the possessed mum takes some of the kids back to the house, and on the phone. They've just heard that this happened. And he said, The girls say she smelled like rotten meat. <laughs> it's a bit harsh um yeah they they sort of crammed everything in ghosts demons exorcisms witches Mm -hmm. children creepy dolls possession possessed objects it's a bit too cluttered i think but i liked with this one that the stakes felt high people were actually genuinely getting hurt and ravaged in the night
0: yeah yeah those kids could have got killed
1: absolutely why didn't they (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um one criticism I, i don't think we needed to see and hear the ghosts so much
0: um I disagree. It's a bit
1: too literal.
0: I love that. And I loved the Bathsheba um, storyline about, you know, the, the witch.
1: Oh, the witch. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> witch. Clearly paid attention. <laughs>
0: yeah. She was the one who jumped off the wardrobe. Scariest fucking moment in the whole film.
1: <laughs> I just Yeah.
0: I went to the cinema to see this and I swear to God, my sister nearly broke my fingers.
1: I think that, like, for me, putting a face to the unknown Kind of ruins the unknown. Uh, there's something about that for me. I, I like being left to to imagine it a little bit. But the voice, mm. like they literally had people whispering to them, going, "Hello, come over here." <laughs> and I thought that's not that, yeah, that's and, and the opposite. Voice. I
0: find I, I think I like the visual because I I find that very scary. It's the visual mm. part of it. Like those freaking feet would scary enough just seeing those feet in the basement. There was feet. You know, when she's she's falling through the floor, and then she sees the ah, hanging yeah. feet.
1: You mean the bit where she falls right through to yeah, the bottom of the house. Yeah, she was right then, through, yeah. And then to look for her, he's in the living room tapping the walls. <laughs> She's clearly in the flipping basement, isn't she? Jesus I don't said. think he thought she'd fell through that far. Call yourself Ed and Lorraine. More like Ed and <laughs> Useless. Um, so moral of the story is... If, if the, <laughs> don't
0: buy a creepy house.
1: <laughs> if the dog doesn't want to come into your new house, you probably shouldn't have moved there. <laughs>
0: It's very, very good.
1: because this has got a bit of a side plot, and I know this has some sequels and prequels, mm. if you're going to buy a doll, <laughs> pick one that you wouldn't mind getting possessed, because it would just save a lot of stress <laughs> down the line. If it's something that you don't mind looking at, it probably won't be you know, half the aggro, will it? In um, reality,
0: it's a Raggedy Ann doll. So it didn't look anything like that. They made it look scary. A Raggedy oh. Ann doll is not scary. It's those cloth dolls with the like ginger pear. Oh, right. Well, it's not actually scary in real life. Mm. Um, but that one okay. they made. <laughs> that
1: one in particular. yeah, yes, it's, it's they made a bit it creepy. Like
0: that.
1: Yeah. So it, oh, all in all, yeah. I would rather lean over a Bunsen burner, I think. <laughs> um, no, well. it was quite good. It was quite good, to be fair. I, I would just make sure you've got some towels or some tenor lady on standby or something just nearby. You, know, like, you never know.
0: I'd like to know what you think of the sequel. You should watch the second one. Because so right. okay. that one's set in England. Um, based Ooh. on a case in the seventies, the right. Enfield haunting. So
1: that's worth looking at. Oh, be, yeah, interesting. Yeah. It wasn't the worst. To be fair, I quite liked mm. it. Yeah. But yeah, things like when the when the photo frames all dropped off the <laughs> off the off the wall that they they mastered how to do a loud jump scare. You know, whether or not they were scary or not, like they were loud. And I watched them with earphones. So, that. so, so that's yeah. it.
0: Sixteen it is, movies in an <laughs> hour.
1: You lucky lot. <laughs>
0: Hopefully you've um, found some some really great recommendations there for the next
1: yeah.
0: few days or Halloween itself. You've
1: probably already watched them. Mm, you've probably, already, me, if you're happens. anything like
0: me, you've probably watched them already and yeah. have been for the last three weeks just mm. to get prepared for Halloween.
1: I hope then, more than anything, hearing a 27-year-old <laughs> <excellent> <laughs> student's <laughs> impression of these like, very...
0: Famous...
1: Yeah, highly films. regarded
0: horror movies. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and what Matt would rather do instead of watching them yeah. again?
1: <laughs> I like to think that I see something that other people wouldn't see. <laughs> I don't know that's true or not, but just you know, the dogs have to stop dying. <laughs> yes, you know,
0: I would absolutely agree with it's you. That's not fair.
1: So it's always the fair? dog. What they never do anything wrong. It's not right. No. no. It's Terrible. Not right. So if you were to, let's say, recommend one of these films that you've said today, which one would you put on Ooh. a pedestal?
0: Oh, God, that's so difficult because they're all like that for me. Can I pick two? Uh, one, one adult and one kids. Mm, Go on, let me. It's Halloween.
1: You can. Yeah. <laughs>
0: OK, so um, even though it's my favourite I'm not going to say Poltergeist. I'm going to go with The Exorcist because I think if you're going to watch one for Halloween, it's got to be The Exorcist. I think you've just mm. got to. Um, for okay. the atmosphere, it's so creepy watching it on Halloween. Um, yeah. And then for the kids one, I've got to go with Hocus Pocus because it's, I mean, Hocus Pocus is becoming huge. Have you noticed? It's everywhere. Everyone's Actually, talking about it. And quoting and it's it's becoming this huge
1: thing. Yeah. I think it's been out long enough now. A lot of like a lot of the other '90s ones, where the next generation's actually yeah, interested getting, now.
0: Yeah, and they've just announced a sequel that all three are coming back for as well.
1: So. Yeah, almost. I've just realised that the scariest thing In this episode was me referring to the next generation <laughs> That
0: we're no um, longer a part of <laughs> We're the uh, last one
1: <laughs> You're as young as you feel
0: Yep, that would be about
1: 50 12, If you imagine by my body then
0: Creaking <laughs> knees, um, bad back Terrible eyesight I'm
1: Just a corpse at this point aren't
0: you <laughs> uh, No offence to six year olds I'm sure some of you are oh. Fine <laughs>
1: It's a fiddle um, oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to recommend Carrie this week course you really are. caught me. it's been on my list for ages mm-hmm. um, I can't remember why this one was on my list more than others I think just more of a curiosity thing and, and the Stephen King element um, but yeah. I just absolutely loved it it was nearly perfect if mm-hmm. they hadn't have used the psycho music which for me <laughs> was a bit of a distraction because mm. uh, using that in the most intense moments of your film but by consequence, making you think about a different film <laughs> kind of takes you out of what Most you're watching. Most people
0: probably wouldn't think about another film. I think it's just you being mm. the film person that you are.
1: We sort of go, you're in the story, and then something big's about to happen, and it goes, whee, and you think, <laughs> oh, that's Psycho. And then you start thinking about Psycho for a bit, going, is it? Isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. Um, but actually, no, I genuinely thought it was... Brilliant, and it's got a very high school film feel, mm. feel about it as well. You know, I said it was a bit like Grease and Mean Girls. Yeah, I haven't like
0: um, read Carrie. It's one of the ones I haven't read, mm. but I have heard that it's one of the better adaptations of his books. Right, and that's it. Absolutely, sixteen recommendations, <laughs> yeah. and uh, hopefully something for you. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we've got a big break now, haven't we, Matt? We're gonna have a rest. <laughs>
1: this is our technically, I suppose, our one year anniversary we've probably recorded our first episode around this time last year so we've actually Mm. done a year of podcasting so yeah we're having a we're having a mini break yes just to celebrate
0: (laughs) yes we're we're going on holiday yay sort of love it uh so we will be back sometime in november or december and um Mm -hmm. until then enjoy halloween
1: yeah and
0: uh get excited for christmas
1: Oh, it's not far off, is it?
0: Hey, well all look I will be well into my Christmas films by the time we come back.
1: <laughs> by by tomorrow afternoon.
0: <laughs> no, tenth of November. Ah, come right, on. Same every year.
1: <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's bye for me.
1: Uh, yeah, and goodbye for me. Sleep tight. <laughs>